people um people can get frustrated with when they try you know control your reaction or control your emotion it's like well i can't always do that but okay what's the next best thing like don't stop there just take a step back try and analyze objectively or as objective as you can like treat yourself as if you're someone responsible you're responsible for looking after and like kind of take that objective standpoint and be like well you know if you were talking to someone else this is what you do and act on that Hello everyone, welcome to Time Flies, my name is Santi and today I have an interview with my good friend Ryan Collins. Uh, we both create content online for Instagram, so he runs the page like Simon Stoic. We both practice Stoicism, so it, this, is, this conversation really digs deep into several aspects of Stoic philosophy. So yeah, I mean just for a quick overview, we discuss topics of how to not waste your time and do things that you value and how to spend your time in a beneficial way for you about taking responsibility for things in our lives and how to surround yourself with good people that contribute to your life among many other topics. So I really hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here is Ryan Collins. Hello everyone, welcome to Time Flies. I'm here with Ryan Collins. Uh, I'm gonna give him an opportunity to introduce himself. He's a good friend. And yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, what's going on, everyone? I'm Ryan. Uh, I have the Instagram, the Examined Stoic, and Real RCJC. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to be here. Have the opportunity to do this. So let's get into it. <laughs> awesome, man. Okay, so just for a bit, a bit of backstory for the listeners, like, uh, can you just like explain a little bit of how we met, like how how we've been keeping in contact for a while now, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Um. I'm not, I'm pretty sure we just started, like, you know, we found each other through Instagram and then mm. after that it was just, you know, DMs and we had a group chat, and which we still have, which is yeah. going on. And we've also started writing letters, which is really exciting, you know, <laughs> nice throwback there. I, 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 no, I, I mean, I have yours here. I have yet to reply to it because just because oh, it's awesome. been hectic with study and stuff, but uh, it's on my desk. It's in front of me. I'm waiting to reply to it, which is kind of funny because we're talking right now. So, yeah. but the sentiment is there, you know. That's awesome. Man. Okay. So let me explain a bit of context on that. Like, um. So yeah, I mean, we both create like uh, like Instagram content, you know, like all, all these like uh, quotes from Stoics and philosophy in general. And that's how we got in contact. Then we started a group with other people that is really cool. It's called the Stoic Senate. <laughs> I think it's a cool name. And yeah, I mean, all of us, like we have like cool discussions or try to come up with ideas to create interesting stuff. And then what Ryan is talking about on the letters, I had this, this thought that, that he was super cool to be on board and we've been doing it for maybe a month. Or maybe a bit more. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like this whole idea of, how do you call it? Pen, pen pals, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like it's literally like us trying to take things a bit more analog and writing physical letters, right? Like handwritten stuff that we just like uh, capture our thoughts. Like it's trying to be like uh, very personal. Like it's just me talking to Ryan because we leave... I mean, we don't live that far away compared to most people in, in the group. Like, you're from Ireland. I live in Manchester, yeah. England. But yeah, like, uh, it's still cool. Like, uh, it's, it's such a, it's a more, much more human way to communicate over texting, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's more sentimental, like, yeah. you know, in essence. But I think it kind of gives you a chance to reflect on what you're saying. And y you kind of put meaning to it because you have to focus on actually writing it as opposed to you can send it and then say oh wait no actually i meant this exactly exactly and and the you first I mean? the first idea was based on how i really like the way in which the, the the books by seneca they're just a compilation of letters and i was like okay i mean you see authors still doing it like maybe 30 years ago 
before the internet. But honestly, I, I haven't seen, I, I'm sure there must be something, but a compilation of a book of like modern philosophers or modern authors ex exchanging letters. I said like, that'd be so cool. So why not just like start the little project, see where it takes us. And I don't yeah. know, do you know of any, any book like that, like modern? I don't know. I know people do essays for themselves, yeah. which are like meditations if you want, and then they can be published. But aside from that, I haven't, I haven't heard of anything. I also think it's really funny how like some of Seneca's best insights come from his letters. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's personal advice. Right. And I think that's why, yeah, yeah I mean, it's stoicism. Like I'm pretty sure that most people, if they already follow you and they came here to listen, uh, they would know about stoicism, but if there's someone who really is like not super familiar, like what, how, how do you define stoicism? Like that's a question that we ask each other a lot and we try to come up with a good way to explain what stoicism is, but what is your definition of that? <sighs> Probably should have prepared that one. Um, I think a stoic is someone who understands that you can't control a lot in the world, but what you do control, you should make the best of to conceptualize how it is you would want the situation to play out and do as best the job you can to bring that to fruition. Right, right, right. right. That would be my take on it. Yeah, no, it's good. I think uh, there's um, emphasis on self-improvement and the emphasis on really understanding what are the main concepts like uh, dichotomy of control, understanding what's in your control, what's not. And I mean, that's where it starts. Like, I don't know. Can, can you tell a bit of your origin story with the stoicism? How did you get across <laughs> my this? My origins, the stoicism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, began in a sauna in my gym uh, when I was thinking about life. No, I mean, I'm genuine. I was thinking about life and I was like, God, I wonder, like, maybe I should start, you know, taking ownership of some of the stuff in my life. And I was like, right, okay. So I have a, a good friend of mine who was like, oh, have you seen this book? And I was like, no, what is it? And he's like, oh, it comes highly recommended. It's called The Daily Stoic. And I was right. like, right, okay, what's that? So he showed it to me and I was like, oh, this is, this is really good. This is like, you know, like a thing you can read every day to try and like, you know, get into it. So then I did my own kind of research and I had heard before did any of this happened, I had heard, you know, the quote, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be and be one. And that kind of yes. resonated with me. And I love that. Like, that's my favorite quote, Marcus Aurelius. And I was like, love that it. just kind of resonated with me. So uh, I did a bit more digging. I listened to some podcasts um, and ultimately just got into it and I was like this makes so much sense and let me like I, you know we all go through stuff in our lives fair enough but I was like okay well how can I apply this to my current situation and I've seen nothing but benefit from it from learning how to manage my emotions control my emotions to understanding why we react and how we react everything let's just be, come from acceptance and always kind of like I've always been not always but I've always tried mm -hmm. to be self-disciplined Right. And uh, I feel like that's something that I can do with some degree of competence. So when it was like, okay, well, you know, be disciplined in your actions was something I never really thought about. Like discipline and routine, fair enough. Discipline and actions, something I hadn't really thought about. So in doing that, it kind of just brought me to the next level. And I kind of read more into it um, read some meditations, some letters of Seneca, the uh, Entridian by uh, Epictetus. Right. And like, it just kind of made sense, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this kind of hits home. So yeah, like that's ever since, I think about three, th two or three years ago, I really got into it. Right. And then my friends uh, started making like, you know, like Instagram content, like say he's a personal trainer, or one's a musician and they were like, you know, making their own stuff. And I was like, well, how can, how can I do that with, with what I 
do if you want with one of my interests which is philosophy and stoicism right. so that's kind of my origin story and i've i apply it every day or i try to apply it every day yeah. you know yeah no i love it i mean what about you man what, what's i'm i'm sure people who listen to your podcast kind of know but like uh-huh. how did you get into it okay cool <laughs> uh nice no one asked me questions so that's really cool <laughs> No, 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 I love it, I love it. So, okay, let me give a bit of my backstory. And I just, before I get into it, like, I just wanted to highlight how much I love the the fact that you said um, that that's your favorite quote, waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be, be one. It's a poster that I have right here in my living room. And I love it. Like, it's amazing. It's Oh, you got that from from, um, the Stoic Store. The Stoic Store, yeah. So for those those of you who don't know, like, um, we also have this guy in our group who's called, I mean, his account is called the Stoic story. So he, he creates like these awesome t-shirts and, and stuff like that. Non-sponsored, hashtag non-ad. <laughs> but either way, no, <laughs> it's, it's really cool stuff. And my point was more like, I love that quote because it reminds us that this is a practical philosophy. We're not like sitting mm-hmm. arguing about like the meaning of everything or like the metaphysics or, or the how abstract the universe is. Like it's really about applying it. So I love that. I, lo- I love that aspect. And yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, let's segue into my origin story, which uh it's a bit it's not as far as yours you say two or three years i think mine is like one year and a half um yeah but i've same as you like i've been doing my best to play it every every day since then and for me it was uh i was going through a bit of like really hard times in i don't know in my mind like i've always been like an overthinker very anxious like uh, not being able to really control my thoughts very well or my emotions like being kind of uh letting too many things affect me kind of thing and at the moment, I was in a long-distance relationship with my girlfriend, who I live with now here in England. So yeah, that was okay. yeah, that was like a whole year of long distance, and and before that, like things weren't easy. And either way, long story. But um, during the long-distance relationship, I I was really struggling. Like it wasn't just that, but that that contributed to the anxiety of the whole situation. And I was really dwelling on what to do about it like i i i liked researching about like uh, maybe like self-help as a concept but i didn't really find sure. the right books like there were some books that just weren't contributing or they weren't the right books at all and then yeah i mean i was encouraged by my girlfriend and, and by a good uh, a couple of good friends to just try to find a psychologist right so i did go to psychologist and i had like um yeah for i went for a few months just trying to to yeah to deal with my stuff right and yeah. it was super, super useful. And it really changed my life because in the middle of that, uh, she, she was really cool. She just recommended like this book uh, called The Antidote, which I don't want to get too much into detail, but it's a book of, on negative visualization, which is a story concept of not, yeah. not trying to be positive all the time in the, in the common sense of always be positive, always be optimistic, but actually see that things could go wrong. And if they do go wrong, it's not the end of the world. So there was a chapter on stoicism and i was like what 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 is this thing like i've i never yeah. heard of something as as practical and as as useful in my life and then i just like yeah same as you like i went through all the ancient stoic books like i've, I've read so many books on the subject like maybe like 50 percent <laughs> of all my books are in stoicism and yeah that's that's kind of it <laughs> it's pretty sick huh <laughs> No, I never knew that. No, no, that's really interesting. Sorry, yeah. I know this is your this is your thing. I, I just I was curious. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like, um, it's I mean, it's kind of hard because there's this kind of like a stigma in society. I don't know, uh, so much here, but at least in Ecuador, where I'm from, like in South America, 
going to the psychologist is pretty weird stuff to do. Like you say, like no, why why are you doing that? Still nowadays, it's kind of a bit friend fun. Hopefully, we'll get we'll get to a point where it's not. Where yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people who grew up without one could probably benefit going to one, right. or at least going into like you know, f- not you know the abstract self help, but tr- finding something practical which you know you can apply right. would be very beneficial to a lot of people. Right, right. Because I was always raised with that idea. Like, no, I mean, you have to be kind of crazy to go to the psychologist. Like, do, you must have like serious problems. But that's such a toxic way of thinking because it led me towards stoicism, and my life wouldn't be the same without it. And I'm just so glad I decided to go and to just like fight that ego, right? And yeah, I mean, I'm, I've yeah. been so much better since then. And I think um, a lot of people would just benefit if they either decided to. Yeah, I mean, to externalize that that need for someone else to help you figure out your stuff, because at the end of the day, it's just like someone just helping you be more self-aware, kind of, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, and it was also interesting because the, the kind of therapy that I, I received was cognitive behavioral therapy, which later I found out stoicism completely influenced. <laughs> so that's very linked to stoicism. Yeah. Fact, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was, do you have Audible? Mm-hmm. Do you have Audible? That's the only thing I, I <laughs> yeah, most of my yeah, books yeah. I listen, to be honest, like half of it and the other half I read. I downloaded, I downloaded a book on cognitive behavioral therapy uh, a few days ago and so I listened to it in the gym. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Nice. There's this, uh, I forgot the author's name. Let me see. I think I have it. Let me just check because I, <laughs> sorry, uh, Donna Robertson, he has a book on cognitive behavioral therapy. No, I don't. But he, he's really knowledgeable on, on cognitive behavioral therapy and he has a book comparing stoicism and cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get on board with a few more questions. Like I, I want to I want to maybe like go down the path of yeah. We we are both pretty young. Like I'm 22. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. Right. So I mean, most of the people that I've interviewed, if not all, are definitely older than us. And yeah, it's definitely a privilege to be able to know about stoicism and philosophy in general from a young age. Uh, we have someone in our group who is, he's 17, right? In the Stoic Senate group. Yeah. He's 17. That's right, that's right. And that's amazing. But I mean, I, I get so jealous of like, <laughs> why didn't I discover this amazing philosophy earlier? <laughs> but my question is kind of like, uh, so if if there are people who are like younger than us uh, listening to this right now, what is kind of like the advice you give to younger people? Because I think that's not something that um, at least me, I haven't discussed that in, in the podcast so much. So what do you think of that? Yeah. yeah. It's a great question. Um, I think it's something that it's something that I'd love to have known about a what like when I was like 17 or, you know, even younger, like I feel, well, I went to a Catholic school, we'll say, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not overly religious at all. I'm, I'm more like, you know, believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if you take away religion from schools, that's fine. But I think teach people ethics yeah. before they go anywhere you know what i mean something i i highly recommend uh, or something i'd like to do and something i've talked about with my friends like i'd love to go back to school and just say like you are so young and you think you have to go through all of these cycles of like school and then secondary school and then college and then college and work and then work like you are so young and you have so much time like i i know it. i'm like i am a child i have so so much time I'd love to go back and say to people like, do not listen to anyone but yourself in regards to how you should go about finding out the right path for you, because it's something that you have to experiment with. Like, right. 
how to put it, my, like, fair enough, I'm privileged in the way that I get to go to school and I get to go to college. But I mean, going through it has made me realize that, like, I, I want to go and, like, work with my friends and, you know, live that way. Because I get a lot of inspiration from my friends and I feel like advice I definitely give to anyone is surround yourself with people who want the best for you. Because if you take on the old adage of you're the, you're the product of your five best friends, like yeah. find the best people to be around because they will do nothing but lift you, nothing but support you and tell you what you need to be told when you need to be told it. Honestly, I'm a huge believer in that. And um, just seek out positivity. Seek to learn what it is that makes you better and what, how you can bring that forward and speak it into being if you want, like how you can conceptualize the ideal for yourself and you know act it out as best as you can i think there's a lot of advice that we're not given as kids like we're told that well why, why like you know you need to go go to school fair enough get a job go to work invest 60 years of your life <laughs> and then spend the the other 20 of it living well or trying to at least after with what you've made well why can't you just find something that makes you happy you know, pursue it, seek it out and live well for, you know, the entirety of it, as opposed to the short 20 years. There's just so much that I wish I knew then that I know now, you know, and I'm still learning. Like I'm, I love the process of learning. Yeah. I just want to tell kids to love the process of life as opposed to thinking it's the next thing, the next thing, the next right. thing, you know? Right, right, right. Wow, man. No, that's really good advice. Like a lot of valuable things you just said right there. Uh, I really like the idea of and understanding that you have so much time uh, to dedicate to good things, right? Like it's it's both things. It's like finding this balance between like uh, today is not uh, it's not assured, like it's not a uh, it's not for certain that you're gonna survive until tomorrow. You know, like all of these sure. concepts of memento mori, remembering that death will come and that we're mortals, but also understanding that the way we spend our time now should be for like you say, like ethics and understanding how to be a better person because there's nothing more nobler than learning how to be a good person in anything you do. It's not something that applies only to a few professions or a few um, types of people. Like it applies to everyone. Like everyone can benefit from being a better person. And then I just really enjoyed what you said on, uh, yeah, that quote, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. I love it. It's from Jim Rome, but it came from Seneca. Seneca yeah. has definitely said, something yeah. among those lines and i love it i think it's something that yeah i mean i i am in the same boat as you like i would have loved to give that advice to myself when i was younger i think i was always kind of selective on who i spend time with but maybe not always yeah. seeking like uh positivity or who i can learn from but mostly i i did have that good aspect of like trying to surround myself with authentic people but it wasn't always yeah. in an environment of like, uh, we're learning from each other, we're being positive to each other. It's kind of like, okay, I kind of identify with this group of people, which in my case were kind of the underdogs. Sure. <laughs> and, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah working from yeah. there, trying to find authentic people, right? Yeah, of course. No, I feel like now more so than ever, it's like I've realized that I am surrounded by the best people to be around. Nice. Like, and I, this is so weird because I was having this conversation with my friend um, a few years ago. And I was like, we talk about like really, and this isn't blowing our own horns too much, but like we talk about, we have conversations where both of us are left afterwards in like a, a Pareto optimizing standpoint, which means like we've both come out better off than we have come, like going in. 
and we kind of like, well, what do other people talk about? You know, if it's not what what's important, because we know what we talk about holds some value to both of us, either intrinsically, objectively, or subjectively. Like, what is it that other people talk about? You know, <laughs> and like, fair enough, we have the like superfluous conversation of like, haha, memes, but <laughs> like, what we talk, a lot of what we talk about is is applicable in general to to life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I find that that's really like. It's it's really not so comforting, I guess is a word, right. but it's nice to know that we have an impact on each other. Yeah, I mean, I I always had that sense with a couple of good friends that I had. Like, maybe the I mean, to me, like my friends don't sound as as like crazy as as this relationship you have with your friends sounds like, like always improving each other like that's an amazing thing to strive for literally i think um i did have a bit of that with some good friends uh, some more than others but the problem that i think i have a lot and i still try to fight my way to not fall into this um but it's like uh, getting like into uh, a rabbit hole of a conversation and just like uh going abstract on topics and then, then never being able to come back and then just wondering yeah, of yeah, yeah, the structure yeah, yeah. of language and all these things like it's pretty interesting but <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's a big rabbit hole to go down it takes you nowhere it takes you nowhere exactly <laughs> but yeah i mean um how how do you like um you you have a girlfriend right like what is your relationship like with her like is, do you think she's someone who works like this as well like you improve each other i'm just very curious <sighs> about that she is the she's she won't like this but she's my she's my best friend and like right. I, obviously i i love her so so much mm -hmm. but she's like obviously she's you know, my girlfriend and i like to do things for her and i like to put effort in and you know yeah. like um <laughs> like i i'm very kind of like not creative but yeah. more artsy than she is and so i'd be like oh i wrote you this poem and she'd be like oh really <laughs> like yeah and i love being able to do that for her but i i think she benefits she grounds me because i'm like you i overthink a lot yeah And um, I find myself like so, so an anxious. And she's a lot more stoic than me without realizing it. Whoa. Right? <laughs> I'll give you an example. We were, we were on, a, on a train uh, from her house to town, uh, going on a night out. And she, um, we got off the train and we were about to like, you know, put our card in to you know, get out of the, the turnstiles. Yeah. And she's like, what? the train had pulled away. And she was like, where's, where, where's my purse? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> So we hopped over the turnstiles, went through, went down and sat down and we're like, <sighs> and she was like, I lost my purse. And I was like, oh God, like, are you, are you okay? Da, da, da. And she's like, eh, what can you do about it? And I was like, how can I, like, how can I be like you? you know? And then she was like, just so chill through the whole thing. And I'm like, God. And she was like, what? And I was like, you're so stoic. And she was like, me? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, huh. Yes, I am. <laughs> so um, the next day, anyway, we rang, we rang around, right. and sure enough, someone had found her bank card and handed it into the bank in town, and it was there. And like, just her whole level of calmness was something to be admired. But um, yeah, no, I'm a big, big overthinker. Sorry, that was a, like a little segue. But I'm a big overthinker, and she kind of is just like Ryan. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Just like chill out. Like, don't worry about it. And sometimes it's that kind of blunt reinforcement that I need. But yeah, no, I, I love her so much. She's she's great. Uh, hi Maeve, love you. But um, <laughs> yeah, I th she improves me, and I hope that I add some value to her life too. Oh man, that's amazing! And no, I love it, man. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of people in the story community and this kind of stuff, like uh, people saying, like, I think I've always been a stoic, and I just put a name into it. You know, a lot of people say that, 
uh, that's not the case for me. I think I have some good like uh, things of it, but I had to learn so much. Like I, I just didn't know how to yeah, control my absolutely. my response to things. You know, I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I um I I'll tell you shut up, I, when I started driving, for example. I know this is an example I always use, yeah, yeah. but uh, when I started driving, it's like you get cut off or something happens to yeah. you, and you're so shook up about it. And you're like, how could they like cut me off? That and then you're like, you, you kind of learn about it. And you're like, well, that person in that car is just a person like you are, and they make mistakes like you are, and like you know, right. they're not they're not out to get you just because you're driving. And I was kind of like, huh, I guess you're right. So now. Like it's something as simple as that. It's like, I don't get angry about these kind of things. I can just like relax, but like, you know, it's out of my control. Like you go ahead, sir, have a great day. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, simple, practical things like that. Like I've n I'm not always so controlled. And I always say like, it's hard to control. That's what I mean. Like control your emotions is one thing. But I think before you do that, as I, I said to you, before we got on, before you do that, you yeah. need to learn to manage them. I think that's very important too. Right. Like understand that you you won't always be able to control your initial reaction mm. is something that i feel people um people can get frustrated with when they try you know control your reaction or control your emotion it's like well i can't always do that but okay what's the next best thing like don't stop there just take a step back try and analyze objectively or as objective as you can like treat yourself as if you're someone responsible you're responsible for looking after do you know what i mean right and I kind of take that objective standpoint and be like, well, you know, if you were talking to someone else, this is what you do and act on that. Right. Right. No, I love it. I think that that example you gave of traffic, like how people get like so pissed off. It's a classic example. I've seen it in every stoic book because yeah. it's the clearest it's way. It's everywhere. To... <laughs> yeah. no, that's it's a everywhere. Good but like it, it's, it's uh -huh. true. Right. Right. It's so, I mean, something that I've like tried to like be more aware of and like just trying to identify people's initial reactions because i want to understand where does all of this come from right i mean i recognize it in myself more than i ever did practicing philosophy but it's interesting to see how some people just get like uh so pissed off by this kind of stuff so i, I mean there's there's, yeah. a, there's a bit of something that i've i've done for like a couple of weeks maybe i don't think i've shared this <laughs> with anyone but it's pretty cool like uh there's podcast exclusive let's go <laughs> there's a uh there's a stoplight right here like going to the park from where i live and i always spend a little bit more time like on the on the side what is it called it's not sidewalk uh zebra crossing yeah zebra crossing yeah sorry that's it i always spend a little bit more time there because there i can see like people and their faces as they pass by the stoplight and i can see the reactions and i can see how pissed off they get by other people's cutting them off because it's a bit of an intersection where it's easy to get pissed off by others and the other day i just saw this guy like he he was about to like get out of the car and like i don't know what he was gonna do but like people get pretty angry in the, that intersection and i was just like thinking like why why is this guy so pissed off like why does he why is he shouting to the other guy and why is he yeah like trying to i don't know like what is he trying to obtain out of this anger and it's so easy to to see this on others because yeah it's external it's a bit more objective right but the, the goal yeah. is to see it in ourselves but i don't know what what do you think is the reason that triggers this crazy anger people don't know right like that's it people don't know and i mean that in not in a kind of pretentious way i mean people never think to think outside themselves mm. And I think that that's a like that's something that stoicism helps with. It's like, well, okay, you have you're you're an entity. You're you're this like you're. And I hate to get really metaphysical about this, but yeah. like 
you have your own like you know, you know your own thoughts your own conscious your own experience everyone else has that too and i don't think people acknowledge that enough and that's why we get so angry it's like i work in a worked i i quit yeah. handed in my notice recently yeah, yeah so my last day is oh we'll get into that we'll get into that yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> i often see people that will come through and like it's, it's like more th thinking about it more it's kind of like i realized that it's an object subject relationship in terms yeah. of the fact that someone puts an object in front of me i scan it they give me money and they fulfilled their moral obligations to the fact that they haven't st stolen anything right? right but you can see people and they complain a lot about like oh you haven't got this in stock and i'm like oh you know i'm sorry about that i'll go and check and then they'll get angry at me and like i can't help but smile because i'm like you have no idea do you it's like you don't know what goes on in anyone's life like i could be having the worst day yeah. and i'm like you know what miss honestly i'm so sorry like that's so fine i hope everything's okay and like i'll try and leave them feeling somewhat positive or as much as i can do right do you know what i mean because yeah. i i understand that and i understand it can be very frustrating for people who don't look beyond themselves but in terms of what you're saying that's what i think it is i think it's just an unwillful ignorance mm -hmm. to the situation right Right. And I mean, ignorance is not a bad word, you know, like it's a, something that I read in a couple of books, like we tend to like how uh, almost like, you know, like getting this ego of superiority being like, ah, they're just ignorant. And the problem is not ignorance. We're all ignorant in different subjects. Like I, I may know something about stoicism because I've been super invested, but I, I don't know much about sure. chemics or like chem what, yeah, chemistry. Uh, or see, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, <laughs> Listen, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. Exactly, Aristotle. Socrates. Socrates. Socratic ignorance. Oh, yeah, Socrates. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. Uh, but either way, like the point is, yeah, I mean, we're so ignorant in so many subjects and so many things. And just because we know something more than other people in a subject doesn't make us more knowledge, knowledgeable or better than them. But th the difference... Yeah where the difference really is, and I think that that connects with your point, is wishing to be ignorant is a problem, to not want to know better, to just remain there and be like, okay, I don't know this, or I don't even want to know what I don't know, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, what is it? It's like, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm absolutely paraphrasing here, but those who think they know can't be taught. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And I think that, that rings true for a lot of people, you know? Like, exactly. I mean... If you think you know everything, when I try and communicate some knowledge to you or some information that you don't know, you'll be like, right. no, wrong. That's not true. Like, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And it's not being able to admit you're wrong. I think that's something. Being able to admit you're wrong is a big, big thing that I think people need to learn how to do. Because right. it's, it's one of those things. It's like saying sorry to someone. You ever try to say sorry to someone when you've done something wrong and you know you've done something wrong? <laughs> when you try to say, you know what, I'm so sorry about that. Like being genuine about it, it's it's something that I I used to struggle with a lot. Being able to say sorry because I used to never want to be wrong, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But it's 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 so beneficial and healing, and it like does. Um, have you ever heard of Jocko Willink? Uh, not so much. I've heard the name, but I don't recognize his work. He has a great podcast, um, and his whole thing is taking ownership. Okay. And it's something that I've kind of delved into recently. The idea is that if you take ownership of something, there's something you can do about it. So right. like me saying, you know what, that's my fault. I'm, I can, from there, I can work to do something about it. Whereas if I were to say, no, that's not my fault. There's nothing I can do about it. Like 
it's a totally different attitude. But once you give yourself that room to think about what it is you could do to improve a situation, there's so many doors that open up to you and so many pathways you can go down that improve your life and everyone else's life around you by virtue of the fact that you've admitted to something. It may not even be your fault. Like yeah. uh, Victor Frankl in yeah, Man's Search for Meaning was like, well, you know, I have a choice here. He could easily say that I was, I'm taken prisoner by the Nazis and this is my life now, but he analyzed everything to have a choice in. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's the same with um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn in the Gulag Archipelago. Mm -hmm. He recounts his life to understand how it is that he wound up in the Gulags. Right. I think that's really powerful. Right. Wow, man. I mean, you just triggered a lot of codes in my head. I'm just going to try to limit them to maybe two or three. But one, uh, yeah, similar to one that you said, like Epictetus says, you can't learn what you think you already know. Yeah, that's, that's And that really goes for. back yeah, to, yeah. to the thing of remaining in ignorance, right? The other one, uh, you yeah. know, just to go through them, like uh, the other one is Aristotle saying something among the lines of, it's the characteristic of a wise man to entertain a thought without necessarily accepting it. So being able to open your mind yeah. to a new idea, to be like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know enough about this and maybe I can learn something here. Even if I don't accept it, I'm just willing to listen because listening is such a powerful mm -hmm. tool. And then the last one, mm -hmm. um, on Mark Manson's book, of similar to, to what you just uh, told me on, he says, some things might be not our fault. Like literally some people can, can harm us yeah. in some ways and it's their fault, but connecting to Victor Frankl as well, like, yeah, it's always our responsibility to deal with it. Like it's, we always have the choice to control our responsibility. And I, I love that. I don't, I think it's Victor Frankl as well, but he says responsibility. If you break down that word, it means being able to have a response, to control your response, response ability. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. Between <laughs> stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. Exactly. Victor Frankl. Yeah. So, exactly. you know I mean, like such, there's so many characters and figures throughout history you can look up to that just, you, I suppose you seek to emulate their, their way of thinking and their way of being, you know? Right. I think learning from example in that regard, like whether it's Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Epictetus, or Victor Frankl, or James Stockdale, who's another interesting character. Yeah. Um, I'll just touch on him really quickly. He was a, um, mm -hmm. a pilot in Vietnam and was shot down and was a philosophy teacher. And like that studied the Stoics and literally embodied the philosophy in uh, when he was a prisoner, a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Right. And he wrote a book called uh, Thoughts of a Philosophical Fighter Pilot, which is definitely worth a look. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, there's so many people to admire and so many good role, mo role models. And yeah, I mean, we we can say a lot of quotes and we can say a lot of things, right? And I, I do get myself caught up in that. Like I'm trying to memorize as many quotes as I can because I just love quotes. Yeah. I know you're the same. Like we it's, literally it's, yeah, it's, post quotes. Like we do a lot of that in our that's Instagram. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go in a bit of detail just because I'm really curious on, on your way to do things. Like if, if anyone listening follows us on Instagram, like uh, both Ryan and myself, like we post a lot of quotes and mostly I, I try to do the most stoic uh i mean especially like uh, ancient stoics but how how does your system of like posting these quotes work do you like i mean i mean in like note taking like do you take notes do you highlight and then you put in a document like i'm just yeah, curious okay. like how, how does your system work like meth, meth like what's my method to actually coming up with a post yeah yeah kind of yeah ah okay very good um i'd either grab it from something i read Right. Like if I was reading the Daily Stoic, I'd be like, that's interesting. 
Um, if I see something on so like another quote from a philosophy trade, I'd be like, that's interesting. Um, if it's something that I have, cause I have a few, I just have a few like apps that generate f philosophical quotes yeah. or that I'd like look through and be like, ah, that resonates. Or if I was seeking out a quote, I'd always do some reading yeah. and then find one that sticks. Like I have people I look up to, like, um, say I study politics and the reason I got into politics, which is only something I thought about, uh, quite recently mm -hmm. was because I saw a DVD that came with a newspaper back in 2007, I think it was like days that shook the world and it was by JFK and <laughs> JFK is someone I really admire. Forget about his personal life, but, um, <laughs> like if it's something that I'm, that I'm interested in on the day, I'll read it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I could pick up meditations and jot down a few quotes and then I kind of meditate on them if you want. Yeah. And I kind of sit back and think about what it is that I take from them. And then from that, that's where I get the caption. Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. like sometimes it like hits me straight away. And I'm like, this is what this means to me. So I hope you can see this the same way. Right. Do you right. get what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. If, I, if I'm listening to like a lecture or someone like an audiobook, and someone says something, I'll be like, ah, I, I feel like people need to hear this. And then put it in a doc, write it my caption yeah. and hope it brings value to people and send it out into the world. Right. Okay. I, I brought up for two reasons. I brought that up for two reasons. Like, uh, sure. for just to conclude my, my <laughs> last thought that I kind of got lost in, in this question, what I was also trying to say about like coming up with all these quotes and finding a way to, you know, like, uh, memorize these things and almost like, uh, yeah, having like a mental map of all this knowledge. Right. I think it's useful yeah. to not get, extremely hung up on that and remember that we we learn by doing right and we teach by example yeah like th that's something that i can definitely see on you on the way you do things and the way you share online like you you try to like uh, share a bit about your personal life and you started this new project which we're gonna get into in a bit but first yeah i, <laughs> sure, I can't wait <laughs> yeah i mean we're gonna transition into that for you to share that which is really interesting but uh mm. we're both like trying really hard to like um share something that we find very valuable right like practical philosophy in social media yeah so i want to know like uh, what is your approach to that i mean how how do you think of it because we're not necessarily doing the most viral thing the thing that is going to grow in popularity the easiest like we we really struggle to build, build an audience but um mm -hmm. i understand your motives because they're the same as my motives but can you explain them a little bit and and maybe like give me your perspective on social media and doing something actually very meaningful to you. Yeah, sure. I think, um, I, as I said, we'll get into this sooner, but I did a post on, on my personal about this and I was kind of like this social media is self promotion at like at, at the, if you take it at face value, it's people posting the best pictures of themselves, looking yeah. the best, doing the most interesting things. And like, fair enough, your life can be like that at the time, but yeah. nine times out of 10, it's probably not. <laughs> right. And I think if you're posting these pictures of you, doing the most interesting things, you know, like that's, is that what you do all the time? Right. Whereas like, I'm not saying that all the time you can find me with my head in a philosophy book. Like that's not, that's not <laughs> what I mean. Right. But like, what if I were to show you something that isn't so superfluous and something that isn't so, you know, this is me at my best. Like, what if I would give you some value instead of you looking at like what you see is what you get. Well, fair enough with me, it is what you see is what you get because mm -hmm. I just want to give you, I want to give people value. And I mean, I think on social media, there's so many people that just want to put out the best of themselves. Right. And which is understandable. I get it. But like you put the best of yourself out there 
because you're in competition with everyone else. Yeah. And that's a very general statement. I do understand that like the likes of you and me, we put out stuff because we're passionate about it. Yeah. And we understand that if it's had such a good impact in our lives, hopefully if my, my, my ethos on this is if one person reads it and can take something away from it, I'm thrilled. Yeah. If I can reach as many people as I can with it, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Even if it's just for me, I want it out there because I want people to know about it. Right. That's kind of like my philosophy on social media. I just want to add some positivity in a world of what F- competition of I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Like <laughs> you want to portray the best of yourself, but all of the time that isn't you. You know, I I just want people to get something positive out of it, as opposed to feeling that they have to engineer a picture in such a way to make it uh, what perceived as viral or valuable when it you know it can just be anything and you can right. add extreme amounts of value and what practical ideas mm-hmm. and hopefully something that resonates with someone that's that's what i got on that no yeah i love it man uh it's this thing and it's that balance that is hard to hard to get sometimes but yeah i mean we definitely want to like hopefully expand the things that we believe in because they're valuable to us and I don't know, like coming from my experience, like I, I, I am still an overthinker, but I, I really struggled mm. like before stoicism, like I couldn't control it in any way. It's not like I have like a lot more control. It's more that I can accept it better and I can deal with it better. Not always, like I'm still far from where I want to be. And, and that's a path of philosophy. Like you, you're in constant growth, right? Like you never get there, but no, I like what you said. And yeah, I mean, you, you talked about positivity, like spreading a, a message that is positive. And I think, yeah, I mean, the language is hard to like grasp sometimes when it comes to these things because yeah. I think I was always optimistic, right? But that wasn't always positivity. Yeah. Like I was always like trying to be like, sure. okay, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be cool. Like uh, all of my dreams will come true. Everything that I want to get will always like <laughs> yeah. be there. And it's not like that. Yeah. Like negativity also contributes no. towards positivity in a weird way. Like it's this balance of, recognizing like bad things happen in life i can deal with them i can be grateful for yeah. the things that i have right now so i i like the way you use positivity because i know it's very nuanced and it, it conveys all of that right i like what you touched on there about you know knowing bad things can happen it's a it's like yeah. a, a practice of negative visualization yeah. as you've talked about before it's like understanding that things can go bad visualizing what's the worst way that they could right. you know go bad and then mapping the course of action hypothetically as to how you would deal with that like i understand that if my parents died tomorrow i would be upset but what what's my job then like what do i have to do and what's the best way to move forward it's like it's understanding that you know the things can go bad but (laughs) life goes on and you have to deal with them and it's finding the best way to do that so that you can conduct yourself in the most competent way conceivable to you and just proceed to live life as best as you can right i think there's something powerful about that that's great man as well as gratitude yeah like gratitude is unbelievably powerful if you know how to use it well yeah i agree yeah no that's really good so um yeah you just brought up like this this thought that happened yesterday actually like i think yeah i think you'd be like me in a lot of these uh situations like i was in a table of group of people like uh from from my class at university and mm-hmm. yeah doing my master's right now so like it's it's almost done but we still have to meet for some projects and there were like maybe like six people or something like that and someone was trying to get a job and trying to achieve something that they they cared about they want to do it 
And someone said like, uh, yeah, law of attraction, right? Like if you think about it, you'll get it. And I was like, well, disagreeing. Do you want to have a debate right now? Like I'm willing to listen to your point. And I was like, I don't think that's the right way to do things. I think there's a lot of this wave that... I, I honestly haven't read that book, The Secret. I, I have my... I haven't touched it. Yeah, I, I have my preconceived ideas of yeah. why I disagree so much with it. I, I would have to read it properly to understand what it's all about. But sure. at least from how I understand it, and if there's anyone listening to this who actually believes in that, let, me, let, let us try to explain why it might not be the best way, right? And I think yeah. from my understanding, uh, Love Attraction is thinking that if you desire things enough, if you wish them to come true the universe will listen to you and and it will grant it to you, right? And stoicism yeah. is really pretty much the opposite of that. It's being like, okay, like we said, like bad things can happen and I need to be prepared and I can only do the part that is in my control and I need to kind of surrender to the rest of the world, understanding that there's so much I don't control and, and just being humble and being like, okay, I don't control that, but I'll do my part, right? Yeah, I mean, like I never understood the secret or right. the art of um like you know think it into existence like I don't, I don't get that at all i don't know but um i mean i'm i've not read it so i mm -hmm. don't know if anyone has any insights i'm willing to take them on board but yeah i would like to learn <laughs> definitely messages yeah so like don't get me wrong so would i but like i'd um so far as i can tell if you work at something and you work hard and put your absolute effort into it it'll come to fruition and i'm a true believer in, in work right to get where you want to go right. like doing wrong people get stuff handed to them all the time and that's fair enough like you know more power to you but yeah. for me so far as i can tell the best things in my life that i've gotten be it my own mental stability or my own character or my grades have been something that i've worked at yeah it's exactly that like uh i think yeah i mean posi positivity the way you've described it i think that's a way to think about it and I do think that you can repeat enough things in your head that you start to believe it a bit more and you can build confidence by understanding concepts in a better way. Like I think philosophy, quotes and knowledge do all of that. I don't, I'm not saying that part is wrong. I think it's most, mostly about having the right mindset of doing what's in your control and, and yeah, letting go of all of that. In terms of like what, what you and I do in terms of like posting quotes, I understand it sounds very kind of like, yeah. just like, you know, <laughs> ambiguous and <laughs> open-ended which is fair enough yeah. but it's it's understanding that what you do with the quotes is important you know what i mean it's the execution right. that's the hard part like you know it's quotes are simple execution is hard it's always i, I find when I'm, I'm trying to implementing a new thought or behavior that i want to kind of like keep there yeah. it's something that i have to constantly remind myself of yeah. like it's not as simple as putting it on Instagram and then that that's it that that's gone right it's like this is what I this is like my goal for the week the month the few months it's like to have this thought up here yeah. and constantly remind myself of it because it's how I want to act or it's something that I want to extract into myself like ex I want to take it out and bring it forward into what I do in my life do you know what I mean yeah like if it's uh if it's something as simple like you know waste no more time arguing what a good man should be be one exactly. it's just no matter what anyone else says my task is to be good so just be good and you understand it i think i think <laughs> being good is something that people people often ask me it's like oh well what should i do or how should i do it and i was like well yeah. you know you know how to do it yeah. if like it's it's something that 
you intrinsically feel that you're doing good in. It's something that when someone asks you what you're doing, you're not startled by the question or taken aback by it. It's something that you know without thinking that you can answer the question to. It's what I'm doing. I'm just being good. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's that knowledge. It's not debating too much on it and just acting on the core things, at least maybe not everything. You don't know everything yet, but you know the yeah, core things. Obviously. You know the core things that make you good, right? And Yeah, you know what a good person is. Exactly. So just be one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely, man. Just be one. <laughs> uh, segue, uh, yeah, to do a bit of a segue into into like um, what you've been up to lately. I really like what you're doing. Mm. Like I'm always trying to, yeah, like encourage people around me and, and, and what I do to pursue things that actually add meaning to their lives, right? And what you've been doing is pretty interesting. So can you describe it a little bit just for everyone to know? Sure. Sure, of course. Well, the idea kind of came from uh, my friends, right? So at the moment, I'm finishing my last year in college. Um, I'm doing a degree, a joint uh, honors degree in economics and politics. So I'm coming to the final semester. I have a month, exactly a month left as of this day, the 17th, until I'm done, finished forever. Uh, so my friend started, he had, he, now my two friends run these accounts uh, where, you know, it's like, fitness advice and one of them is a personal trainer and one of them is good at social media and now they're both good at social media so he started a personal account um for just life advice and we'd be kind of like we've been best friends since we were in first year in school so that's what eight years ago well, and then my other friend i've been friends with since i was i started primary school we'll say right well, so when i was like five so um anyway one of them started a personal page and i was like oh I could do that. Yeah. And we did that. We talk about the same things all the time. Yeah. And I had had the conversation uh, with, with one of my friends and they were like, you should do that. Like start a personal account. Cause what you're good at, I tried to establish this. Cause I'm like, what am I good at? Like you guys have, you know, in like Instagram and fitness and music and like there's me. And I feel like I'm kind of the last one, but they're like, mm -hmm. Ryan, like everyone comes to you to talk about things. Like you should, you should do that. Like if you can do that with, what you do online, what like what you have with the exam and so it can just be yourself, do it. So I started it. And uh, right now it's just me telling what me putting out what I would tell to someone if they asked me for advice on something. Right. Like that's that's the way I look at it. Like it's me giving well articulated so far as I can, you know, mm -hmm. understand well articulated advice um onto what what helps me and what I do. And it's just putting myself out there because I feel that's like, this is me. This is the real me. What you see is what you get. And what you see on that Instagram is what I would tell you to your face to do. And especially now, because uh, the three of us are going to Thailand for a month to live together and work on uh, just creating content for people. Like that's, I'm so looking forward to that. I'm so psyched for that. But that, that's where that comes from. It's kind of like a platform for the content that we want to put out on it and for what I want to tell the world, in essence, if you want. And people have come up to me. I've gotten such positive responses and I'm so grateful for all of it. Mm. Like, I didn't think it would, like, people would actually come up to me and say, that really helped me and that really made sense. So <laughs> I'm thrilled that everyone's getting value from it. Oh, man, that's amazing. I think, yeah, social media can be such a positive thing when it's used like that. I, I, I've discussed a couple mm. of times that I, I do think that social media can be detrimental in so many ways. Uh, the addiction that we generate to it but if we just learn to create yeah. things better like uh, and follow it and everyone who's not an invalid to your life people are gonna come to this podcast and just like flag it for me saying that or something yeah. because everyone's gonna lose followers if <laughs> everyone followed this advice it wouldn't be sustainable yeah. for most people but i do think like if 
if it's not someone who is adding value to your life and subscribe and follow do whatever <laughs> the, the platform needs to do because yeah i mean there's like we have such a limited time in this earth and and if you wasted just like scrolling your life through it i mean yeah. it, that's a big problem so i mean yeah with that being said i do believe that the benefits of social media are following people that inspire you to be a better person and not just inspire you but motivate you to act on your own life right yeah. so i love what you're doing man it's, it's really great and i really wish you the best on that thanks so yeah i appreciate it like honestly i really i really do um yeah just touching on what you said in terms of social media like the average american i look this up today spent three hours and 40 minutes a day on their phone yeah that's well. crazy that's 51 51 days of the year on your phone wow man <laughs> like you know what i mean and people like when i talk to people i'm like oh you know i woke up at say i have a lecture at nine so like oh i woke up at quarter to five to go to the, you know to go to the gym at six and yeah. whatever and they're like oh like how do you do that i wouldn't have time i was like if it matters that time. much you you will make time you make time like, it's yeah 24 hours in a day like yeah. you can make time i i i try i like I don't try and push a lifestyle on anyone, but mm -hmm. I will try and guide you in the best way as I can so that you can achieve something that you s at least say to me that you want to achieve. Exactly. I mean, to the extent of our knowledge, like we still have a lot to learn, but uh, based on what we've yeah. read and what we like research on, I do believe uh, the way, <clears throat> sorry, the way that you describe social media, like can be improved in such a, like such a massive way. Like you can learn so many skills and stuff. And if there's anyone really interested in like changing all of this stuff, in your life or at least making the first effort towards it i really recommend the book digital minimalism by cal newport mm. uh it's a book that made me do the 30 day social media detox and how did you find that yeah okay so that that was pretty amazing in the sense that it's not just a 30 social media detox it's not just like quitting social media for 30 days i mean it's more than that it means rearranging and re-establishing your relationship to technology in general but especially social media how how you decide to um, to interact with other people, like how how these instant gratification moments or these instant conversations of like one sentence of like cool post, great, nice, like they don't really contribute yeah, yeah. to our social fulfillment, right? Like a conversation, like right. even if it's not in person, right? Like this conversation does so much more than a thousand comments. You know, like a thousand comments are lo lose ideas, absolutely. But we're digging deep into a topic, and that's where the value is, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I mean. I find there's so much value to be, to be had. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm tr at the moment. Well, I'll put it this way. I've come from a place where it's, you need to go out and you need to, you know, this is how you live life. You go out, you go to school, you get a job. And like, fair enough. If that's what makes you happy, absolutely pursue it to the fullest. But it's just the, I, even the thought of it just didn't make me happy. Right. So, and I'm not saying I'm not going to have a job ever. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I just want to try and I feel like the what the relief from trying and from experience will serve me a lot better like to know that it's what I could have done as opposed to waiting until I'm 60 or 80 and looking back and the incremental what angst from not knowing that would have built up over the years like would come and get me and I feel like you know the idea of knowing now while I'm right. still young, yeah. like will serve me a lot better than all of those years of pent up regret and frustration. Right. So that's, that's mainly why I decided to do what I'm doing. So yeah. to touch what I was originally going for is that I'm now trying to surround myself 
with everything positive. Like when I need something, I seek out the, like when I need something for myself for development, if you want, I seek it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's a book, if it's a, a YouTuber or a podcast, or if it's music, like right now I have a playlist called Gratitude Baby and it's just like all of the songs that get me pumped up and I will listen to that to no end. Like if I need self-improvement, yeah. uh, it's Jordan Peterson, Jocko Welling. If I need discipline, it's David Goggins. If I need pumped motivation 24 seven, it's Gary V. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like exactly. there is positive content out there and you just have to seek it out, find it and surround yourself with it. Like that's why I'm so grateful for my friend group that I have now, like two of my close friends and I think we'll say there's a big group of like five to seven of us. Right. And like, just, I know all of these people around me will just hype me up to no end and encourage me and push me to pursue what it is that I want to pursue. I'm so like, even not even, but like my girlfriend, especially is like, do it. Just, just do it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for all of them and for all the opportunities I have. I, just, I love them so much. That's amazing, man. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I really like that. Uh, just to uh, wrap it up a little bit, I want to, sure. yeah, I mean, just express some of what you just said using a few terms. One term is ancient, the other one is modern. And it's YOLO and Memento Mori. And really quick, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to describe the differences, right? Like YOLO, at least to my understanding, I don't think it's very like uh, elaborate, so I think I'll get it right. But either way, YOLO means you only live once. And that means kind of like have, have as much fun, as right. much pleasure, as much like everything right now because you're young once kind of thing, right? Right, absolutely. And I think it's very limited. It almost gets to a good point, but it doesn't really, like I don't think it quite gets there. And Memento Mori... You use it for the wrong reasons. Exactly, exactly. And then Memento Mori yeah. is... Uh, yeah, this ancient practice of recognizing our own mortality, remembering that death will come and that time is precious. So time flies. That's why I named this podcast like that. Like, time flies. Time doesn't come back. And yeah, I mean, you can only invest it in, in, in I mean, if you want to improve, you must invest it in good things and in something that is going to contribute to your life. So my conclusion to that is like trade your YOLO for Memento Mori. I think I'm going to post that in Instagram. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt man put that on a t-shirt put it on a poster wherever you can button pending yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it yeah that's genius trade your yolo for amanda mori uh thanks man okay awesome yeah i i really hope that message gets across to people um and yeah just to kind of wrap it up a little bit for yeah like uh i want to ask you like something that i ask sure but uh guests on the show you probably know it but i i really hope you're prepared for this because it's a really cool question that you will enjoy but it's if you could have a conversation with one of the three ancient stoics you know marcus aurelius epictetus and seneca what would you ask and who would it be i think it had to be marcus aurelius i just yeah. uh, he's the f first one i was introduced to and he's the one i, I identify most with uh what would it be From your experience and understanding, how do you think it is? What would you conceptualize as being the best way to live life? And how would you go about doing that? Wow, <laughs> that's really good. I now, he could literally, yeah. he could turn to me and say, you know, trade your YOLO from Ventimori. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, fair. <laughs> I think he would say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if he knew, he'd say it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's really good. I mean... It's amazing. Just Marcus Aurelius. He's my favorite stoic. I don't know about you. Is, is he your favorite? Yeah. 
No, I've said big time, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but either way, let's transition just to wrap it up. Uh, any final messages that you may have to people, like uh, something that you would like to share? Um, I think if anyone, if any one person listens to this and they want to take anything away from it, I think, I think the idea of being able to stand up to the world in such a way that you alleviate any unnecessary suffering from yourself and everyone around you is a good starting point on how to act and how to be in the world. Because life, life is full of trials, tribulations, and is in essence suffering. And that's, that's seen throughout Christianity. It's seen through Buddhism and existentialism and everything else. So just waste no more time arguing what a good man should be and be one. Perfect. Yeah, completely agreed, man. Okay, awesome. So let's just um, wrap it up with you sharing your links to your stuff that you're creating just for people to follow you i'll put it in the description but let us know sure um well at the examined stoic is where you can find all the stoic content mm -hmm. and at real.rcjc is where you can find my personal stuff right. where you can follow my journey to thailand or at least finishing my exams for now and then to thailand and then the world so we'll see how that goes perfect man both of those in instagram right yeah instagram um i haven't really branched out anywhere else yet i created a and hello because <laughs> you were all on that vibe right, right. i think that's rcjc35 so perfect check it out <laughs> yeah i'll leave it in the description man and yeah i just want to thank you so much i'll definitely love to have you back in the show there's so many topics untouched yet so that'd be awesome so grateful for the invite man really appreciate it i'd love to come back awesome man all right talk to you soon right guys so thank you so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed this interview ryan's uh, social media links will be in the show notes so check those out make sure you message him he's a really cool guy he's really eager to reply to your messages if you want to have either a conversation ask for advice or anything he's a really cool guy so i really recommend you reach him out and so make sure you tell him what you thought of this interview we would like to do it again and maybe we also discuss about doing a live stream on instagram so let us know if you're interested in that don't doubt it, message me as well on Instagram if you're already on Instagram at Time Flies Philosophy or message me to my email, which is in the show notes. That's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Memento Mori, or as we said in this episode, trade your YOLO for Memento Mori. Bye. <laughs>